welcome to the Next in Line podcast, where we are helping to prepare you for whatever is next in line. As always, I'm your host, Chance Pitts, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this episode. Guys, as always, a little bit of housekeeping. If you receive value from this episode, or any other episode that we've put out for that matter, or you receive value from the content we are putting out that's at Next in Line Development on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok now. We had a video go a little bit viral on TikTok, uh, 10,000 views and climbing, so that's pretty cool to be a part of that, uh, especially with only having a few videos out on that platform. But guys, as I was saying, if you get value out of any of those platforms or these episodes, make sure you are sharing that with like-minded individuals or people who you think could also receive value. So getting right into it for today. So as many of you know, I have just come to the end of my second round of 75 Hard. And I've gained a much better understanding of the process and setting goals and striving for them and trying to be better as a whole. And I think there are some things that still go unrealized as a whole around those processes. And I'd like to discuss those today. And it applies whether you're talking about getting a promotion, buying a car or a house, starting a business, losing 50 pounds, running a marathon, or even completing 75 hard like I've just done. There's a process to this whole improvement endeavor that is more complex than I think anybody might truly know. The thing that goes unrealized in the world of development, more often than not, is that the transformation doesn't start on the first day you go to the gym. It doesn't start whenever you pick up a development book and you turn it to page one. It doesn't begin whenever you wake up and you start making better choices as to what you decide to put in your body on the first day of that diet. No, it begins whenever you have that initial emotion or external stimulus or internal stimulus uh, that begins with a curiosity or a thought that goes through your head. And for me, it was the initial emotion of the hate for what I saw in the mirror whenever I was a very unhealthy person. And as I discussed that heavily in the second episode, you can check that out as well after this. Uh, That's the podcast titled Self-Hate. Uh, And if you haven't listened, I encourage you to check that out, like I said. But guys, humans take time to process their situations, and they take time to identify a problem and to see the opportunity. Then they plan and they formulate an answer to that problem, and after that, they decide to do what Ed Milet describes as taking massive action. And if you don't know who Ed Milet is, he's actually one of the most captivating speakers of our time, and he's a very, very successful entrepreneur as well. But like I said, humans work through their problems taking those same three steps, identifying the problem, formulating a plan, and then fixing the problem through action. But the issue is that there are still many people who get stuck in the planning stage of that process. They get stuck in the same One day I'm going to fix this issue and become who I want to be stage of that whole process. They get caught up there because they're intimidated by the idea of actually diving into the process or because they're worried about failing or even what other people are going to think about them if they don't succeed. I was there and I did this and I had that issue for myself for a long time. I stayed where I was because my problems were staring me in the face and I didn't know if I was actually going to be able to overcome them. But when I decided that I could, that's when my life changed. I realized that I had control of my fate and of my situation and of my circumstances, and I'm a whole lot better for it. 
It required me to move from the planning stage to the action stage. But like I said, it didn't start only whenever I took action. There was a process that came before this. It started whenever my brain stopped and said, Houston, we have a problem. And that's where I'm going to start an analogy I came up with around this kind of situation. So guys, imagine you suddenly find yourself in this large boardroom surrounded by smart and talented colleagues. It's just been announced that if we cannot find an alternative way of living, then everyone on earth is going to perish. So you and your colleagues start to brainstorm until you come up with the grand idea of traveling to the moon and trying to establish a way of living there. And the initial reactions start to fly, guys. Many say, you can't do that. Some say that it's too hard or too drastic of a change or too lofty of a goal. And then some say, you know, that doesn't sound bad, and they agree with the plan, but they keep on planning and planning, and they never ever truly have the intention of going until they're faced with 100% certain destruction or certain demise. But you, on the other hand, have found yourself with a few people who have had enough of the planning and the debating, and you've had enough of the path that you're on, and you realize that there is, in fact, time and money in the budget that can be reallocated in order for you to start taking on this mission. So you decide to remove the excuses, you decide to remove the option of backing out, and you decide to go. Guys, this boardroom is like your brain. And the earth is like your life that is headed in a bad direction. And it's something that you've got to make a decision about in the near future. All of these colleagues are like the thoughts that are going around in your head. There's self-doubt. There's the embarrassment of not making it through with the process. There's self-preservation playing a role in there. And there's even some self-confidence, which finally pushes you towards the edge and leads you along that desire to get better and make that trip. So fast forward, guys. You find yourself on the launch pad. You're nervous, you're excited, and you're realizing that you're finally doing this thing. And while you tried to plan everything and prepare everyone, you've still got some doubt and you still got uncertainty, but you're going to give it hell anyway. So three, two, one, launch. And shortly you find yourself on a flight path that you have not been on before. This path isn't comfortable at all. It has tons of foreign objects to navigate and a whole new set of rules to play by. And you come upon things like asteroid fields or debris that can potentially destroy your ship or just knock you off course. And like every young and naive space commander, you hesitate to make a decision or to take action because you don't understand the gravity of your situation. And props to anyone who picks up or laughs at all the space puns in here. But as you make these decisions and navigate these asteroid fields, you feel your self-confidence starting to grow. And the confidence that your crew has in you starts to grow as well. And you understand that if you let any of these trials or these unexpected issues derail you, it could potentially cost you the lives of your crew and your ability to complete that mission. And the most tragic thing that would occur in that loss would be the loss of potential and the opportunities for these young and promising minds that are aboard your spacecraft. Because their death brings with it the death of any unrealized potential. But as you stand more of these tests and the crew 
is working through these trials with you, they start to believe that they can achieve the mission that you're set out to achieve. Guys, this new flight path is like any diet or workout plan or the path you're taking to a promotion or a budget you're establishing for yourself to meet a financial goal. It's foreign. It's tough to follow at first. It's got plenty of opportunity for derailment or problems to knock you off course. And the crew is your self-image and your own thoughts about the situation. Like I said, there's positive and negative. You have to build a trust with them so that they know you're going to do what you say you're going to do and that you can handle anything that this journey throws at you when when trying to derail you from your path. Next, that ship that you're traveling on is your body. And because you build confidence with your crew, if the ship breaks down or screws up, it doesn't derail all of the confidence the crew has in you. They understand that the ship may need some repair or some active recovery to keep it moving in the right direction. But more than that, they also realize that you can make improvements to this ship to make it better along the way. You can shed unneeded weight and negativity that this chip might have built up. You can also sculpt it as you want as long as you take the time and put in the effort. You can make changes on how it operates by putting better fuel into it. And one thing that you come to realize is that you can't just run the afterburners the whole time on this ship either because the moon and going to the moon is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And you'll hit a spot where it feels like smooth sailing for a while while you're doing this with your crew But even though you've made it past some of the smaller hurdles and the lessons, there will be things that nobody could have prepared you for. There will be long, boring stretches of space travel where you feel like you're not making progress. And it will hurt your confidence and your ability to feel like you're actually making a difference on your mission. And then there's the aliens. Guys, aliens are going to show up along the way, and they're going to tell you that you aren't a good space commander, and they're going to try to sabotage your ship and poison the minds of you and your crew. They will tell you that other space commanders are better, and that you were never really meant to be a space commander, or that your mission isn't as fun as it would be to go with them to their home planet and drink some space beer and eat some double meat space burgers. But... You know how important your mission is to preserving mankind and that your future relies on your staying focused and intentional. So you tell them to leave you alone and that you don't want anything that they have to offer. And y'all know where I'm going with this one, guys. These plateaus are whenever the scale isn't moving on your weight loss journey. Whenever the training feels monotonous and boring in the gym and getting up early is a grind that you get stuck in. When you're tired and you can't see that reward at the end or the light at the end of the tunnel. These aliens are all of the people in your life who doubt you or send negative energy your way as you try to move towards your goals. They try to take you off of the path that you know you must travel. And the obstacles are tough ones. So whenever the going does get tough, sometimes you have to take advice from astronauts or space commanders that have been there before you in order to keep yourself motivated. You have to pull videos and books and podcasts from the archive to see what space commanders like Andy Frisella, Tim Grover, Tony Robbins, Michael Jordan, Jordan Peterson, Ed Milet, Kobe Bryant, 
or whoever has done to make this journey before you and to make it possible because they've kind of paved the way and they can give you advice. And these things are meant to help keep you motivated and moving in the right direction. But in the end, you've got to understand and you've got to know that this ship would not be where it is today without a supporting crew of positive attitudes, optimism, and encouragement. And those things have to come from within, just like the decision to take action and go to the moon had to come from within in the first place as well. And once you're able to navigate the asteroids and go through all these boring plateaus and monotonous times and have some personal victories and fight off all these different space aliens, everyone will think that the most beautiful part of the journey is when you finally reach the moon. Your crew is going to be hyped. You're going to know that you accomplished something absolutely huge. You'll have a new mindset about these different space missions that you get sent on. You're going to understand that with a little mental fortitude, a ton of positivity, and a good crew backing you up, these missions aren't anything to be afraid of. You and your crew are going to know that you have the ability to do anything that you want. And you'll have a pretty nicely improved rocket ship to get you there as well. And when you're there, you'll look out across that vast emptiness and that darkness, and you'll see it as something that's not empty, but full of space for opportunity. You'll realize that many people tend to make things out to be worse than they are, or that you're intimidated and never start a journey because we don't know where to put our first foot down when we take that step. But... We forget that the most important part above all else is just taking that first step and making adjustments as you go. And there's a great quote by a great space commander who I mentioned above, Kobe Bryant, that sheds some light on the point of the accomplishment within your journey. And it goes like this. Those times when you get up early and you work hard. Those times when you stay up late and you work hard. Those times when you don't feel like working. You're too tired. You don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway. That is actually the dream. That's the dream. It's not the destination. It's the journey. It's everything you learned that made you the most capable space commander that you could be. It was everything you learned that helped you improve your ship along the way. It's everything you learned to improve your crew's confidence in yourself. And you realize that that's what mattered the whole time more than getting to the moon. Because without all of those things, the moon never happens. And let me zoom out from the analogy just for a second to reinforce this with the fact that it's not the 26.2 sticker you get to put on your car that matters. It's the discipline that made the marathon possible and the training that matters. It's not the scale starting with a number one instead of a number two that matters. It's the healthy habits that are now in place in your life that will continue to carry you forward that matter. It's not the real estate company you started that matters. It's the skills and the lessons you learned to be successful in real estate and business that will inevitably make you successful that matters. And guys, when you're on the moon and as you look out across the universe at the different opportunities that are going to be staring at you and catching your eye, you're going to find yourself looking at this little blue dot way out there across the galaxy. And pretty soon you're going to find yourself thinking, damn, Pluto sure is far away, but I wonder if I can make it. 
Guys, thank y'all for tuning into this episode of the Next in Line podcast. As always, make sure you're checking us out on social media. That's at Next in Line Development on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Please make sure you subscribe or leave us a rating and a review wherever you're listening. And always be prepared for whatever is next in line.